The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ba-da-da-da-da. Welcome, confidants, to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. I'm your host, Kelsey Dara. And hey, happy motherfucking Halloween! It's spoopy season, it's Halloween today, October 31st. Hope you're feeling nice and chilly and scared and slutty and doing whatever feels right to you tonight. It's also a Monday, so no pressure to do anything at all. If you just want to pop in a scary movie, pop in. That's how old I am. I just said you pop in a movie, guys. You, you click your clack. You click your clackety little Apple TV remote. You watch a film. Watch, uh, I just watched Barbarian this past week. It's equally as scary as it is hilarious. Um, that's a good one I can recommend. Um, oh, we know Garrick from my other podcast, Guilty Pleasures, loves that uh, fall time spoopy series. What's it called? The kid with the bucket on his head. Over the Garden Wall. That's a good one to watch tonight. Um, let's see. What else? Trey, it's a great big, big pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That one. <laughs> Guys, uh, this week is a very interesting episode lately we have been doing a lot about obviously our breakup series we've been doing a lot of stuff around healing we kind of took a pivot last week and we did some stuff about dogs uh if you haven't checked out that episode you absolutely should we basically exposed the entire kibble industry and i really need you guys to go take a listen um but this week if you're watching this on youtube.com slash kelsey you might be a little confused why i'm facing the wrong way i'm not facing my camera it's because I'm staring at a shirtless man in my office. I thought this week we could have a little fun. We could have a candid conversation with someone that is a constant new person in my life. Uh, you guys know that I have been dating. I've been talking about it on the podcast. Um, I've been I've been out there, as the children say. And there's a lot of really interesting things about dating now that I'm 32. Jesus Christ, I was about to say 31. Am I 32? Holy fuck. What the fuck? I think I, it just hit me that I'm 32 in this very moment. Anyways, um, but there's been a lot of realizations lately that I've been having about this age and being single and like dating again for the first time. And there's been a lot of really cool insights and glorious realizations that I thought I would share with you confidants. And what better way to do that than with having a conversation with someone who's meeting me for the first time only three months ago when I was recently single and out there and uh, has been spending a lot of time with me. Dare I would say we're dating. I would say that. Uh, I'm going to bring him in. And by bring him in, I mean, you're only going to hear his voice because I'm not an idiot. You guys, I was an idiot 
I was silly enough to expose my the beginning of my relationship with Jared on the internet for everyone to see. Basically, our first caught, like date was on the internet. And then our entire relationship was on the internet. And this person is not an entertainment industry man. So I don't have to do that, guys. I am older and a little bit wiser, unlike Taylor Swift, which, ah, oh, by the way, Midnight's new album, so good. What's my favorite song? I really like Bejeweled. I also really like, uh, I like the revenge one where she's dressing for revenge. I like sex on the beach. Guys, I like them all. Comment below which one you guys have been listening to on repeat. The thing I hate slash love about Taylor is I always say the same thing. All of her songs sound the same. Oh my gosh. It's just the same beat, same melody, same chord progressions, same four notes, but goddamn, if it doesn't fucking pop, it works so hard. It slaps. I've been listening to that album all the way through. Um, <clears throat> and just to give you a little taste about what this episode is going to be about, um, it's just going to be like a real raw conversation about what it's been like for me to date and maybe on the other side, what it's been like to date me. Um, and just to give you a little spoiler of where things ended up last night at a Halloween party we went to, um, the man who is sitting across from me that I'm calling sir, cause I have no idea what else to call him if I'm not going to expose his name, sir, was at the party. Jared Capslap, the DJ, my ex-boyfriend was at the party and a person that I am making out with who is a lesbian was at the party. So I had a real fucking trifecta of a night and guys, somehow it was not the worst night or awkward or like, I don't know. I, I was about to say, I don't know how I've done this with my life to make it so magical, but I know exactly how I've done it. And I um, am going to, we're going to talk about it now. So let's bring him in. Welcome to the podcast. Standing in the corner at six foot. He's got a mustache. He's got tattoos. He's ripped as shit. He's very kind. We're not giving out any more identifying information. Welcome to the podcast, sir. I think I have a clapping sound effect. Wait, there it is. Okay, they're clapping for you. Okay, that's enough. Hi. I felt it through the headphones all the way over here. What's up? Are you excited to be on the podcast that I told you like an hour ago you were going to be on? Less than an hour ago, and absolutely. <laughs> I talk a lot, and you're shaking your head yes. Don't agree with me too quickly. Though. Okay. He does talk a lot, which, guys, I did not think it. I could find someone who talked more than I do. But believe it or not, when I'm with this person, when I'm with you, I'm very calm and quiet. I'm like the least talkative I've ever been. I remember one of the first times that we did go out, it was, <laughs> I, I, I caught myself 30, 40 something minutes in there. And I'm like, wait, 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 let's talk about you. And you actually deflected. And it was like, mm, I actually do this for a living. I, I, you know, I talk so much. Like, I just want to listen to you. I was shocked at how much you were talking and I found out that it's because you were a little nervous you're kind of a little nervous guy kind of is very kind of you <laughs> absolutely it, it was a little nerve-wracking um and I think on. you were spewing just because it was it was very nerve-wracking yeah at the point that I realized and said actually I want to know a little about you um you know both of my parents names you knew my brother's <laughs> names you knew the ex you knew I knew your whole life story 
and still am continuing to learn a lot about you. But uh, let's go back to the beginning, as Hillary Duff said once upon a time. We met where? Uh, we're all magical relationships start on the internet. Whoa, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> we met on Bumble. And I remember seeing your profile and my first instinct was this guy looks like he's from Silver Lake, which if you don't know, that was an LA deep cut. It just means he looks like he could either be a barista or a billionaire. Barista or billionaire. I didn't know. I took a chance. I swiped right. We matched. And do you remember, do you remember the first thing I said? Absolutely. What I say? Not to sound eager. I do remember that. <laughs> Um, I am a fan of a television show yes. called Seinfeld yep. and that's not very unique at all, but I am a pretty big fan. And I think you, you matched and you said something like, um, is it a deal breaker? If I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld, can we still hold hands? I've never watched an episode of Seinfeld in my life. And that's okay. Were you actually okay with that? Or was that like a red flag for you? Definitely not a red flag. It's a, it used to be, it used to be a pretty big part of my life. Um, <laughs> it still is like a favorite show, but not to sound, you know, overly woke, but I just, I didn't want it to be a personality trait of mine anymore. It was, you know, a little more complex than that. Um, I still do think that every single thing in life basically can be turned around to an episode. And I may or may not know the name of every episode that I reference. Um, but no, not a deal breaker at all. Okay. It's, a, it's a TV show. Um, I did put my Instagram handle in my bio. I always do because I feel like it's a good reason for showing that you're real, A. And B, I feel like it's a, a thing for if people care enough, if they're like, oh, wow, this girl, I want to put my parts inside of her i'm gonna go check out her instagram it's enough for them to see like oh clearly i don't do a regular nine to five clearly i have a unique job did you look at my instagram yes not initially though what was your thoughts when you looked at my instagram when i looked at it um there's a lot <laughs> um wow and not surprised we're in la yeah had you ever like dated or went on a date with an influencer person with a lot of followers? I don't know how much I'm allowed to share on this. I mean, it's um, only going to a hundred thousand downloads a month. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, 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 one person I did briefly date that was, um, <laughs> I, I guess you could say she was influencing in some way. Um, <laughs> I just realized what you're talking about. Yeah. She was influencing boners guys. If, if you get, what that is. Um, good for you. Uh, okay. So it wasn't like a red flag. Um, also I'm, I'm very comfortable talking about my ex in front of you because we talk about it a lot. It's, it was something that I was very open about. I talk about it publicly and I remember, uh, I'm, com I'm comparing a lot of the ways like our, well, you know, whatever you want to call it started because it does have some mirrors to, my last relationship where like I slid into their DMs first, I gave like a quippy line, then they looked at my Instagram and they, Jared thought, oh, this could be an opportunity, I think. 
because his manager put that in his head. His manager was like, don't fuck this up. She works at BuzzFeed. This is a big deal. And I feel like, I don't know if that was like a reason he wanted to go out with me or if that just came up secondary, but it made me super self-conscious about if like, like I'm anyone guys, you know, I'm not a fucking celebrity here, but I certainly thought, oh no, is that going to be a reason why people want to go out with me is to kind of be like, what's your deal? Sure. I mean, you know, after I spoke with my manager, (laughs) um, you don't have a job in the industry. No, I mean, I could still have a manager. I mean, you know, whether it's myself, whether it's one of my many plants, yes. I mean, whether it's my stuffed dog, yeah. I mean, he has a stuffed dog. I, 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 I consult, you mm. know, I consult with, with things, people, it's, um, but no, that had nothing to do with me wanting to go out or not go out with you. We ended up going out, um, yeah. spoiler alert. But I invited you to get ice cream at one of my favorite dessert shops. So tasty. I, I, I did like that. I liked the progression too. that. Um, basically, we were both, you know, kind of two shifts passing the night for a bit. Um, we weirdly ended up going on trips around the same time. And then we were both in town. And yeah, we had a little bit of texting chemistry. No, I would absolutely say more than that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know. Um, I didn't have to look up that you ha- were a writer or comedian. I mean, it was, to me, it was obvious. Oh, that I was so funny in my text. I thought so, absolutely. And, you know, I try not to um, um, speculate too much. I sure. try not to input. This is exactly what they meant by the short texter uh, or anything. But a lot of what you said was pretty clearly funny. Um. <laughs> You're making me so hard right now. Um, okay. So we go out, we're on our date. You're nervy. I could tell you were nervy. I'll never forget. I thought you were like having a bad day because the way you were talking, you sounded just so stressed out by the way you were like presenting me with stories and like giving me information. It sounded like this. It sounded like so laborious and like intense. And then you'd be like, Oh, but what about you? You tell me something. And I was like, I don't know, man. I feel like you need someone to talk to right now. I'm happy to be here for you if you need to to release some energy. It but. was, a, it was, yeah, it was a very unique moment in my life for ten thousand reasons. Yes. Um, I was probably still coming down from the mushrooms I took <laughs> on that trip, but um, it's neither here nor there. Um, I will say that it was somewhat you, but mostly just going out on a. Date. date that was freaking out, free, uh, freaking me out a little bit um, without going too much into it. The last relationship I had was not a, hey, meet up on a date, develop relation, develop a, a like or a friendship or a relationship out of it. Um, it was really um, sex. <laughs> it, 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 it was proximity during the stay at home pandemic, horrible couple years that we had. Um, and it was someone that lived close to me and um, it kind of developed in something, not to say that we didn't care about each other, you know, go through ups and downs, but, um, it, it, it wasn't as cute. You hadn't been out there. No. Was that your first date since your breakup? No, it wasn't my first date. Um, it was the first one you were like, I like this girl. Absolutely. Every date (laughs) I had gone on before that, um, all of them were either just first dates or repeat offenders from, you know, the past that were like, Hey, you know, Oh, now that I'm single, what, what's up? Are you single too? Which 
totally is fine. Um, they knew where I was at. I knew where they were at. But it was the first date that I was on where um, I was not only nervous, but what made me more nervous was um, how quickly I was magnetized to you and oh. kind of liked you. Oh. Um, I was like, shit, this is actually really good. So it makes made me tighten up a little bit more. So was I, because obviously in Confidants, you guys know this, I've been going through a massive transformation, just not externally, but internally. And it might not always be something you guys can tell because you guys have seen me from like when I was 25 years old on the internet. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of me, but my internal monologue is drastically shifting, massively shifting. And I had just gotten back from this yoga retreat in Mexico and I was on cloud motherfucking nine, baby. I was God herself. I was just feeling vibes and good energy. And I feel like, did I, I, I might have given a little bit of like a preachy spiritual vibe. I was worried that I was hitting you with some toxic positivity. Is that, did you feel that? Oh, well, I didn't feel like that. And if I could share, um, I was, I think it's funny because I was in Mexico at the same time you were yeah, different parts, obviously, yeah. but, um, that's so cool. And it had been so long since I traveled, um, that I was surprised my phone worked <laughs> in another country. Like, God, I, I don't know how old I sound now, but it's like, you know, back in my day, we had to have calling cards, we had yeah. to have Skype, whatever. So, um, I remember <laughs> that you shared, um, I, I remember specifically, Hey, I'm back in town. I'm back from Mexico and I'm enlightened. <laughs> you said that. And I took that as a, a total joke. It so was. it was not <laughs> preachy or, you know, love, love, life, love or whatever. Live, love, it was, love. yeah, yeah. It was, Hey, I had a good time. Ha ha. Yeah. Where, where are you at? And yeah. It was nice to be, you know, pursued maybe as a too strong of a word, but like, a hey, following up, still thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was really cool. So that's why the next day I drove back from Mexico. Um, and then I didn't care that it was a Monday. I was like, oh, yeah, we let's went go out, out on a Monday. Let's go out. And yeah, I, I think it was texting. And then later in the day, you were just like, I know this may be weird, but I want to transition it to voice notes. Da -de -da -de -da. And oh my god, I that was that, that was kind was of a the, move. yeah. Voice noting, guys, is I, I feel like it's a way to get someone's vibe so much better than texting because texting you can craft and you can think about. It's not that you can't read your voice notes, but I just feel like it's so much more genuine. And I remember saying, "Is it weird that I'm vo voice noting someone that I've never met?" But like, I just my ADHD, I can't text. And I remember you saying, no, it's not weird at all. What's weird is that we expect people to just get along or, or like you said something really philosophical. And I was like, all right, sure. I still want to zone on your deck. I, this guy's a 10 out of 10 guys. It's really, I'm really proud of me. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I was at the office. So I was, you know, doing, doing my thing, had that hat on. Um, but for me, um, yes, there's a lot of things that makes someone attractive love, you know, the physical, love the emotional, just like everyone. Um, but something that's pretty big for me is voice. Really? And My voice, some would say, is very annoying. <laughs> whatever they may say, um, when I heard your voice, it kind of 
um, it made you make more sense to me uh, as opposed to, mm, that's kind of, you know, I, I know it's all just making knee-jerk reactions, yeah. but it was an extra layer where I was like, oh no, I, I, I definitely am attracted to this person. <laughs> um, th th this all kind of vibes with me. And it's not even like I could describe to you like what voice I'm, it's just, if it, to me, if it fits, it fits. And yeah. It fit. Do you remember on the date? Cause I don't really recall. I can't remember if I brought up because this was I this was my first time that I had been really out in the dating pool single like Jared and I obviously were in an open relationship. We went on dates all the time, sometimes together, sometimes separate. And it was always it was never as like the stakes were always very low because at the end of the day, you come home to a relationship and you're like, ah, this is my person who cares about the other person. But with this, I was like, wait, I find myself feeling a little like nervy or like excited or worried, but I, I had no idea how I was going to tell people, Hey, I just got out of a five year, very public, very intense relationship. And I'm making content about it. I'm still friends with him. He was still technically living here. Like he wasn't staying here, but his stuff was all here. Like, do you remember me bringing it up? And what the fuck? Is this insane that I did this? Like, I feel like some people think, and I've talked about this. I've answered Q&As before about a breakup. And it's like, how much time do you need to take for yourself? How much healing do you need? And for me, it was like, no, 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 no. I, it might be a coping mechanism, whatever you want to call it. But I was not going to sit at home and cry anymore. I was so over crying. I was like, I need someone to go out with and tell me I'm pretty. So do you remember that? Did I talk about it on the first date? You did not talk about it on the first date. I did. Um, I, Whoops. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like I should have. I think you might have mentioned something about an ex, something, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I didn't grow up in a barn. I mean, I know you probably dated people before. I think you did share that you had recently broken up with somebody, but it was not a five year long open. I mean, yeah, I mean the, all the letters on your profile, I thought you, I thought you, I, 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 I thought that was you like misspelling ENFP, like Myers-Briggs. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, You're like this girl's an idiot. <laughs> si silly typo, I guess. And I mean, yeah, I don't know how much we could talk about that, but like what, what when you yeah. share that with me, I mean, it's it's in my bio that I'm ethically non-monogamous, but it's the acronym and E N M is what you put in your profile. And yeah. then I have a rainbow with like all genders, so it's kind of a cue for people. I had never gone out with someone that was that. Um, I had never thought about whether I would go out with someone doing that. I never thought that I would want to do that. Um, but I mean, you probably remember better than me when you told me a little bit of what it meant. I, I, I have a few friends that do practice uh, that relationship structure. I haven't talked to them ad nauseum, but um, I was down. Is <laughs> the simple thing, you know. I, I, I was, you know, you talk about how you're at a time of you know drastic growth and everything. I was on my and still am on my own journey in that way. And without getting too much into it, I mean. You know, I was in Mexico with certain people and, you know, there was one, two, three, you know, there's stuff happening on that trip anyway, kind of getting me out of my shell, getting out of my funk from my, um, the end of my relationship that took kind of a long time for me to take my own time to be single and do all that. And I was coming out of it and had fun in Mexico. And now I'm going out with this 
hot girl and she's telling me these letters <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds kind of like what I'm already doing. So mm. sure. Like I'll go yeah. with it. I, I will say confidence, a big thing that I was excited about, like, trust me, there was nothing I was excited about when going through the breakup, but there was this weird feeling of excitement being like, wow, I get to really structure now a relationship style on my own, like setting my own terms. Cause when Jared and I first met, we were friends with benefits first. Then we fell in love very quickly, like three months. And it was very intense. And I've said this before, I fell in love. And now I I've done that. I've seen what that is like. And now I would like to stand in love moving forward in my life. And I will never give up that like goo gaga power of my wants and needs because I'm obsessed with someone or something. So for me, what I was really excited about was this is what I want and this is what I don't want. And I think I very early remember telling you like something I don't want is someone that I have to feel like I have to take care of. I don't want to fucking take care of anyone. I don't want to be responsible for anyone. And if that's cool with you, great, because I'm only going to be responsible for myself. And here's what I'm down with. I'm going to be open. Don't ask me to be like exclusive. Like it was, I, I almost came at it with an attitude of just like, it's me against the world. And then I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to be so hard about it. Like, it's okay to be exploratory or explorative with someone about being open. And knowing that you had never been was definitely nervy for me, but you seemed so like chill about it. And I was like, is this an act because he's trying to get in my pants or does he walk the walk and talk the talk? And it was nice to know you could do both. You could get in my pants and walk the walk and talk the talk. I hope so. I, <laughs> you know, I don't have goals. I don't have any, you know, agendas. It's every day is new. And I was, there's a little tension in me thinking, you know, am I up for it type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew I needed a change. I had been painfully monogamous, painfully hetero in every relationship that I have ever been in, thought about being in, dreamt of being in, assumed I would ever be in. So I knew that needed to shake things up and, you know, listen to the little bit inside me that was into boys, listen to the little bit inside me that was curious about alternative relationship structures, uh, listen to the little bit inside of me that was curious about what I had been, you know, force fed by patriarchy. society, patriarchy. God. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're gonna need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair 
heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right, zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Odd, whatever his name is, all that crap. Um, but I do want to point out you are, I don't think you're inaccurate in saying that you were kind of, you know, guns a blazing, saying like, this is what I'm into, take it or leave it, which you were. That was such an open and honest and communicative way to mm-hmm. share it. And I appreciated that. But I, I, I want to say that it did not come off as brash. Something I appreciated by the way you shared it and also the acts that you accompanied it with was that you were still tender and still caring mm. and still wanted to find or explore relationships. So I think that, you know, I'm just, you know, speaking off the cuff, but when people come out with these, not ultimatums, that's maybe the wrong word, but just, you know, like, this is where I'm at, take it or leave it. It comes <laughs> off as like, also Who like, I'm hurt you. <laughs> that, but also it's like, I'm stiff arming you. Like, I'm going to keep you at a distance yeah. until I am ready. So it's like, right. ha ha. It's like favorite color. It's like, go on a date outside. It's like, maybe walk me to my car. You, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's going to come with these like very surfacey level mm-hmm. cutesy things, but I'm not going to let you, you know. Um, know what's under my, you know, sink in my house or anything, but you know, oh, it's um, very organized. Yeah, it, I've got buckets, labels, toilet paper, you have everything. There's yeah. never something. That, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, man, I really need one of these. Like, I think I have yes. that, and you do. Yes. Um, but I do want to point that out, and that's something I, I really think sets you apart from other people. I was casually mm-hmm. dating, um, and still, like, when I go out with someone. I, I, I have a, I have more of a gut reaction to someone that there's a difference between being clear about your boundaries. Um, well, sorry, there's a difference between a boundary and a block. You know, if someone sets up a boundary, that's fantastic. But if it's used to keep people 
away because they're fearful of getting close or something, then, you know, hey, that's where they're at. But mm -hmm. I think it was really clear from you that it was just, you know, these are, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Come along if you want. Mm -hmm. It wasn't kind of pushing me away. I feel like something that I was very surprised was so easy to do, which I don't know what the story in my head was that I thought was it was going to be. But when you meet someone and you're fresh out of a five-year relationship, there's going to be fear of, are you over that person? Are we sure it's done? Like you guys are still friends. And I was like pretty upfront about that. I remember being like, I'm friends with all my exes except for one. And y'all already know that story. <sighs> I hope he dies. Um, and I mean that that's the only person I, I mean that for, and I'm still working on that. Um, but did that at all cross your mind or was that at all like a fear thought anywhere for you on your mm. end? Cause I know how I felt and I know how I was like going through the motions and like the emotions, but curious your side. I wasn't fearful. Um, like I said, you just kind of caught me on a good upward trajectory in my life. Um, and when I say that like emotionally, spiritually, like, who the fuck cares what happens like in the real world, like how I pay my rent or whatever, like that, that's for me to decide. But um, emotionally and spiritually and kind of socially caught me on an upward trajectory. And I think that just the combination and the hours and the days and the being single for a couple months and focusing on myself finally caught up to me where I surprisingly was just curious. I was curious when you were going to share more facts. I was curious, you know, why there's two things, you know, at your house when there's only one. I'm curious when you would tell me a story and you would say we instead of me. And yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't like, oh my God, I, haha. -ha. It was okay. Like this is something that is yeah. still pretty fresh because you're having these, you know, not slits, but this is the vernacular you're using. But also I just met this girl, but I don't need to know her to trust uh, sorry, to give her the space mm. to develop trust, to develop some rapport, to share things about her life. Because I am, or I used to be a chronic oversharer. I'm a very open person mm -hmm. when it comes to me sharing things about my life. And it used to be, you know, not always a positive thing. It would slime people, you know, that's why therapy is great. That's why journaling is great. That's why friends are great. Because every relationship doesn't have to know everything about everything else in your life. Mm -hmm. But, um, I knew that there would be a time if we kept on hanging out where you would share these things. And I mean, it's funny because I had those thoughts and then it was like two days later, you're just like, you called me and you're just like, Hey, I feel like, you know, it's probably about time for me to share. You know, I something. sent you a voice note and it was oh, like three minutes long. I'll never forget. It was like the longest voice note I had ever given, which, which made me shit my pants while I was driving <laughs> and I was thinking about pulling over and I did. And so I drove home like, it was a 10 minute drive, but I was like, what the fuck is three minutes long? Um, and then when I pressed play, oh my God, it took you like a, two minutes to it get to the did? boys. Oh my God. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, blacked it out, whatever. Um, but, and then we, we called and we talked. So you I did. I remember I sent the voice note and I was like, <sighs> okay, I said it all. I've said it out there. I've told him I just got out of this five year yeah. relationship. I'm making content about it. It's public. My breakup, we're announcing it publicly tomorrow, even though we've been kind yeah. of, you know, broken up. And you, and then you called me and I, my butt fell out of my body because I was like, why is he calling me? 
And then in hindsight, I was like, oh man, I'm so glad like this person felt so communicative and okay with just talking to me. That's like the fear is people just talking to each other. And if I remember how that conversation ended, it was a very good conversation. What did it, what did it end like? Do you remember? Are you goading me to tell? No, I don't remember. Oh, it ended up with us having phone sex. <laughs> I suddenly remember. <laughs> Guys, that's how insane life has been lately is that I call this man or this man calls me to talk about how I'm in a place in my life that is going to be so uncertain and very, very unattractive to the standard uh, outsider maybe looking in to date me and we have phone sex. And it was great because it was not sexting. No. It was us. Like 1990 <sighs> phone sex. <laughs> like I checked my bill later that I thought I was going to be charged like 10 cents a minute um, for that. And I would have paid gladly. <laughs> that's on my only band. Good Lord. That was really and, and hilarious. I, I think that's actually before we had slept together. We'd hooked up. Really? Right? I think that's before we slept together. You have a freakish memory with dates and things so i'm gonna defer to you on that I, I i think it's a mixture of um just be more present and not drinking that helps me so this man did not he started not drinking the first night we went out which was insane because it wasn't like because of me you just were going to do that anyway and then i was like oh yeah i'm sober or i don't drink and you're like cool and then we just Started doing a bunch of things that didn't require any alcohol. Absolutely. And that's, oh my God. Yeah. It was a slow, for me, it was a slow fade where over the summertime, I was, it would get to be sunny night and I'd be like, shit, I, 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 I need to have a drink. Like I drink on the weekends. Like you have to go, what, what? I need to go have a beer or something. And it was just not, it just dwindled down. Mm -hmm. It was not a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because right when I met you, um, or sorry, when I went out with you and knew, learned you were sober, I don't know if it was on your profile. I think it just, there was no. nothing about it. So yeah. when I mentioned, you know, going out for a drink, you're like, like, Hey, just to let you know, I'm sober, but I love a bar hang. Like I'll get a Coke. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to do that. Like, let's do something fun. And so like, we, we went and got ice cream, which yeah. is like way fucking cuter. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the point is I was like slowly getting to be sober. And in July, um, I had started talking to a guy at the gym. And we were spending a lot of time together. We're not going to get into what happened there. Um, it may or may not be going on, but um, he was sober too. Oh. So I was like, we're and like a month before that, I was at an art show and I had met someone in the, in the guy that was taking Venmo payments, you know, as a bartender at like a plastic table. I just started, I just didn't really feel like drinking that night. And he's like, Hey, I'm sober too. I was like, no, I'm not sober. But so all these like sober people are popping up in my, in my life. And there I was are a lot in LA. Really Tons. good connections with them. Yeah. And it was always, I, I was always, we're better. No, I'm just kidding. I was always like, I mean, I was bi curious for a long time, but even longer, I was sober curious mm. and I would go through stints, you know, like after, you know, I would take a month off, a couple months off, a couple days off, but Sometimes I would abuse, sometimes I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's been an up and down, ever changing relationship with substances, but it's just about time that I took a 
took an extended break and it feels fantastic. Speaking of bi-curious, I think it was in my profile. Like you knew I was bi or pan or whatever in my profile. Yes. You have emojis. You have a boy and girl holding hands. And then you have a girl and girl holding hands. And so do you remember when you shared with me? Because I don't remember that moment. Particularly. I'm trying to remember. It had to have been. I do remember telling you that I am going to be the perfect person for you to explore your sexuality with because I am not judgmental. I surround myself with queer people. I completely remember what it was like being nervy to be bi, and I will never fucking judge you ever. I think the way that you that we talked about it was in my in the in the few dates that we had at the beginning where I was doing 90% of the talking because I talk, you talk for a living. Oh, I interview people. Oh my God, I'll just interview you. I just got rolled with it. I wasn't going to argue with you. Um, I think I finally got to a point where like uh, however many years ago, seven, eight years ago was the first time that I shared with a guy that I was curious. I was, I was pretty drunk and I had to be drunk to share with this, you know, very open-minded gay man that I was, curious about boys and he was very um comforting very accepting but like it wasn't like i changed my life then um i just had all of these curious thoughts and it was like many things in my life just a very slow unearthing um being an earth sign maybe that's a thing i guess but you are a capricorn cancer scorpio okay uh virgo but yeah what did i just say scorpio it's Scorpio season. I think because we're in Scorpio season. I apologize. Cap. Yeah. Virgo. Cancer. cancer. Virgo. No, it's Cap. Cancer. Virgo. <laughs> Love it. Are you a Leo by chance? I am. How could you tell? Is it the leadership, the abrasiveness? It's the a little more obvious than the double Gemini, ego. but that makes sense. <laughs> I think my double Gemini comes out in like what I do. Like it, sure. weirdly in this podcast, I feel very double Gemini because I'm interviewing people and I'm, I'm continuing communication and conversation and education but um anyways back to how much you like me yeah so Um, yeah so just to tie that up it was when i was sharing about that experience years ago and you're just like wait so you're back and i'm like i think i kind of like i didn't say anything about that you know putting a name to it you know growing up religious growing up straight what whatever it may be only dating girls whatever um, so I think that, you know, <laughs> to kind of use like a gambling or like, you know, like a, like a, like a stock market train term, like I, I just kept compounding all of these, you know, changes. Like I was not withdrawing anything yet. Um, I was in this time where a lot of changes, sorry, a lot of things in my life that had already changed were coming to the surface. I had already accepted that I liked guys, but it was just like, oh, I'm finally with someone that was like, okay, like. Great. Do you want to meet Better someone? Me. Like, you want, yeah, sure, yeah. And, you know, oh, you're curious about open relationships. Like, let's try this out. Like, what's up? So you have been very, you know, it's it's odd. And I, you talk about insecurity about being out of a long-term relationship. I was extremely insecure at the beginning about being this, you know, oh, my God, is she going to view Baby me as gay. like, yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, is she even going to like me or is, am I just going to be like this little protege that she's like, oh, it's cute. Like, he's doing this. Like, <laughs> You know, like, you know, like, you know, the WAP dries up and you're just like, no, I want to help this person or something. Um, but I mean, that didn't last long because you like me and it seems like. Um, Facts. 
it's it's good. So it, that that is a new thing, and I think it was like maybe a month after we saw started hanging out, I introduced you to not one but two guys that I was talking to um, at a party. So that was you. <laughs> it <laughs> it was fun. Um, <laughs> I, I got I got I got a little little uh, about that. Um, but it's yeah. cute. Um, so I guess like fast forwarding. Cause you know, we both are, we both are like very understanding that neither of us are interested in monogamy and that we are both, you know, going on on dates and hooking up with other people, but we certainly do seem to find a way back to hanging out with each other quite a bit. Um, and I think it's just like also too that we're both in this stage of our life. Like I think confidence you probably hear by like the way both of us are talking is that we were both and are in these like massive shifts in our life. And I think it's really nice to have like an accountability partner to check you and reflect back to you. And we're both in such this sort of like malleable, but also concrete in the way that we're being phase of our lives where I will take from you what feels good and also like know thyself to be true. So I think there is something to that as well, where, you know, stereotypically women like to fix people or like guys, like women that have all their shit together. And I think both of us were just like, ah, this is where I'm at. It's not a mess. I'm actually like great, but also it's a mess and everything's perfect, but nothing's fine. And I'm okay. And I'm like, I think the, the communication has been the number one thing is, um, and, and you talk about like, you know, this being something that's not surface levelly because I don't think I have the capacity to be surface levelly. I think within five seconds of talking to someone, I know if I want to sleep with them or date them or continue talking to them, it's been very, I've never met, I've never been wrong about that. So for me, it's like continuing to be very honest. I don't want to close myself off because I've gone through massive heartbreak, but I also, that also means sharing the hard feelings with you of like, some days I miss my ex or like, I'm feeling really sad about this certain thing or like this situation came up or I'm really mad about that. Like you saw me be like mad about some things. And that can be very, I, I think that's a thing that comes with age. That is you collect experiences of relationships under your belt so that like you can actually say, Oh, I know what she's feeling. And it, I've been through that before, or you build up enough exes or situations in your life where you can say, this isn't threatening to me versus like my early twenties. If someone were to be talking about their exes, they say that's like the number one rule is you don't talk about your ex on a date or you don't talk about your ex ever. And if they talk too much about their ex, it's a red flag. And I'm like, this was a massive the reason of why I am the way I am right now. And like, just knowing that there are people out there that can, that that is possible to be with. I don't know. Are we trauma bonding? Maybe, but it feels good and I'm coming a lot. So <laughs> that's nice. Too. Absolutely. And I think that the first time we actually talked about, or sorry, that you were sharing a little more than just like the situation um, about your ex, I think that you said something like that and, you know, maybe somewhat trying to get into your pants, but I think mostly because 
I believed what I was saying. Um, I said, I don't think it's bad to talk to someone you're dating or getting to know about your ex. I think that it's really just how you share it, what you're communicating. You know, for example, if you do something um, that irks me and I, as a barb say, wow, you really act like my ex. Like, who the fuck are you for saying that? Like, why am I acting like a bitch? Second off, like, wow, that's a little unresolved. Like, you know, Mm. like, you know, um, Mm. or if it's something like, Oh, I am this way because I Mm -hmm. learned this with my, it could be a positive thing. Like rock on, like you did this life event, like, Oh, maybe your ex was the first person that you were dating that you introduced to your family. And it showed you that, wow, like my parents actually like, you know, it was the first time they were supportive of me because they really liked him or her or whatever. So it's just like why you're sharing it and like what you're sharing about it. Cause I know one of the things I shared with you pretty early on as you were getting to know me, um, you know, just cause I, I have my profession, I do my thing. It's not, it's not, you know, in the industry or anything. Um, but I, I like to think I'm kind of creative. And when I started slowly sharing that with you, I did share with you that not only my ex, but every ex before that, like was either ambivalent or discouraging to anything creative. And you're like one of the best writers I've ever written. And it devastates me. It's so devastating. Cause it's like, Oh man, if someone would have fostered this 10 years ago, like fucking wild women over here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I exhausted myself thinking that way. My, all of my twenties in many different ways. And I just, I'm, I'm just so happy to be, in this moment period. Um, but specifically about that, I remember when I did share that about you, this is just like a little success story. Yeah. I was talking about how my ex treated me or what they said or how they shared it. And you responded with like, well, that, that that's not true because you are creative or like, Oh, I I've read this. I, I think at some point you'd maybe like maybe looked over my shoulder at something I had, I had written. You hadn't read anything ad nauseum, you know, uh, I read some of your poems, I think. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as I've been delving more into, like, you know, shit that can actually, you know, mean something. Uh, I mean, I love poetry. It's yeah. Just, you know, How dare you? Don't talk about your poetry, though. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I actually wrote you. Uh, yeah. Like, a poem, I think, uh-huh. like, pretty early on. Uh huh. I think that was showing my cards about how much I liked you. <laughs> I mean, you guys, the poem is about a disco ball in my room that hangs over near, near my bed. We'll we'll te- we'll tease you with that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's cool. So yeah. I mean, I, that's just an example. Of, like, it's not always bad to sh- talk about your ex because that's a big part of my transformation now. Is not only am I <laughs> newly sober, newly open, newly bi. Like, I'm just like newly interacting with like the deepest parts of myself, mm. and I'm not only writing out of, you know, journalistic, you know, necessity for a therapy appointment. It's, oh, okay. You know, it's, it could be creative. So me sharing that about my ex actually fostered a deeper connection with us. And Mm. I opened up even more so to you. Mm -hmm. So it was, and he's going to write a book, you guys. Um, I can't believe we've been talking for this. I say that every time I record a podcast, I'm always like, I can't believe we've been talking for this long, but like, I can't believe we've been talking for this long, but I can't because time kind of flies when we talk. Um, I feel like where to wrap up because we've only just dipped our toes in, <laughs> but where things are now, uh, confidants, which I would love to do an episode about is yeah. Like how we've navigated this, you know, 
recent, you know, meeting back up with Jared. I've met back up with him for the first time since we broke up. He was at the same party last night. Like there's so much still that I'm trying to figure out and navigate and do, but there is one thing that across the board has not changed, which is that I try, I'm trying to do everything with love and not fear. And that's been my silly little mantra and it continues to work. And I hope that that's maybe, you know, how I can keep approaching these really touchy, hard topics. But, um, sir, is there anything else you want to say to the people? I think that you're doing a fantastic job of approaching things with love as opposed to fear. Um, uh, ever since I've known you, you have been um, nowhere near, uh, you know, like God, you are you and you are so raw and real. Like you don't try to be anything that you're not. Um, you're perfectly you. You're perfectly human. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I cut off and just say that you're perfect a lot. And what I really mean is that like, you're, you're a perfect human in that way. And it, it makes me emotional to think about that because, you know, with religion, perfection is like this unattainable thing, but you kind of show me practically that being a perfect human is extremely possible and it's a choice and mm. you're making, you're making that choice on a daily basis basis Mm. and that encourages me to make that choice on Mm. a daily basis because i mean like you know it's really easy to get wrapped up in people that you really like especially me you know recovering people pleaser anxious attachment style it's super easy for me to be wrapped up in another person and how many times have i treated someone like my true north you know my my Mm. north star but like more than that you know you've already become someone that you're not my true north like i'm not going towards you at all we're on this we're in the same solar system exactly and like (laughs) we are revolving around different planets but like we're doing this together and we're part of something so big and beautiful yeah and like the you know me and you are totally different there isn't us as well which like the more the merry bring a third thing in like (laughs) let's do it so but that's an episode podcast topic for another time um thanks for doing this you're a good sport Absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna say, where can people find you? Like I normally do, or like, what do you want to plug? Do you want to plug anything? I'm, I'm right next to you. I mean, <laughs> find me. Um, it's it's uh, TBD. Okay. Yeah, I I appreciate this conversation. I think this is a really interesting look at a unique period of time in what everyone goes through with um, dating and getting back out there again. So thank you for being vulnerable, and y'all. If he wanted to, he would, you know what I mean? And they exist out there. And I hope that this gives you hope to know that you can communicate very authentically and clearly about your hopes, desires, wishes, and dreams. And it can be received respectfully and supportively. I just made a word up. Um, And yeah, you get back what you put out there. And I'm putting out a lot of pussy. So that's what I'm getting. Um, Caveats, that's it. I hope you have a fantastic Halloween. Um, I hope you eat lots of candy. I have been on a gummy phase. I have been on a absolutely um, sour patch candy, fucking gummy bears, fucking uh, what else have I been eating? Sour worms, um, last night I was a space cowboy. I looked like a real hoe. 
Go check that out on Instagram at Kelsey Dara. Um, and follow us on Instagram. If you're not following at Confidently Pod, what are you doing? Because we're doing so many giveaways. I know we were just doing a vibrator giveaway like two days ago. Uh, there's so much PR stuff that I am like desperate to give away. And I need you guys to go enter those giveaways at ConPod. Also, you know, you can rate this five stars on iTunes. It really helps us get seen. Uh, if you're not going to rate it five stars, please don't rate it at all because I'm sensitive. Uh, speaking of sensitive, you know the merch. You know where it's at. You can find it on KelseyDara.com uh, or at ConPod. Okay, confidants. I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.